0: Hey there, gamers, and welcome to the Are You Bored podcast, presented by White Griffin Gaming, a small but hopefully growing group of board gamers looking to find solace from the everyday grind. If you're anything like us, it's hard to find time for board gaming, so you can't afford to waste time guessing at what games you'd like and what would fit into your playgroup. Looking for bite-sized snippets of candid thoughts on gameplay? You've come to the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Are You Bored. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi folks, this is the Fat Guy Behind the Box. I just thought I'd interject here for a second because as I was processing this podcast, it seemed that you need to have a fairly detailed knowledge of this game to really understand some of the things that we've said throughout the course of the podcast. So what I decided to do is record a little intro here that give you kind of an idea of how the game plays. The basic idea of the game is to pick up and deliver both worker robots, which come in three colors, gold, copper, and silver, and commuters, which come in four colors, pink, lilac, coral, and purple, and you're delivering them to different locations on the board. Uh, To start with, there are only three, though. The warehouse, the factory, and the lab. The Passengers start out in a draw bag and are placed randomly on the board at certain times during the game and during the setup. They're then used to score points as you deliver them to their destinations, but they're also used to change actions that you can take... um, on your turn by upgrading certain abilities on your player board. This makes it easier to score, or take additional actions, or uh, just basically improve the actions that you're taking altogether. There are many places you can assign workers on your playing board to have these effects and uh, they're mostly centered around the actions that you take. And those actions are one, the track action, which determines how many pieces of track you can either lay or in some cases remove per action. The move action, which is how many stations you can move per action. Each upgrade means you can move an additional station as you go along your track the capacity action well it's not really an action but it guess it is just a determination of how many passengers you can carry on your train at any one time then you have the pick up and drop off maximums this is going to determine how many passengers you can pick up at the station that you're at and how many you can drop off at the station that you're at then you also have the refill station action which allows you to draw more passengers from the bag and put them on the station that you're sitting at. You also have a build station action which once you unlock the ability to build certain stations you can then build a station at the end of track that you've already built so that you have a new destination to drop people off. Then you also have the reverse train action Normally when you move, your train points in a single direction and you can't turn it around until you get to the end of your track. What the reverse train action does of course is allow you to reverse the direction of the train before you get to the end of your track which can be very handy at times. And Finally, the action that uh, is probably one of the more important ones to know is the adjust action once you unlock that you have the ability to adjust where you have placed certain workers on your player board. Now you can only adjust your robots, you can't adjust your human passengers but still, the point is you can adjust where you've placed them on your board in case you've figured that you've made a mistake somewhere or you just find it's more advantageous to have uh, different actions unlocked in different locations. So. That really is all the actions that you got uh, on your board. In addition to the actions, you also have certain locations where you can place passengers that will uh, fill spots that are designed specifically for endgame scoring or designed to increase the number of actions you can take or unlock the ability to pick up certain passengers and build certain stations. So that's really all you need to know about how to play the game, at least to understand how this podcast um, explains some of the strategies that we talk about as it goes through. So anyway, I'll leave you to it, and we'll get on with the podcast. So enjoy! And so we get to the end of a first time playing of Maglev Metro, very new game, actually. I don't even know how many people even know about it, but hey, it was kickstarted. People like it. It's uh, kind of a next level ticket to ride. So, what did we think?
1: Uh, way better than Ticket to Ride.
0: Yes, but, I, I mean, definitely agree. Way better than Ticket to Ride.
1: That's not saying much because I'm not a big fan of Ticket to Ride, but I do. The, the thing that drew me to this game from the get go was knowing that your routes couldn't be taken by an opponent.
0: Right.
1: Because that's one of the main things that frustrates me with Ticket to Ride is if someone takes my route and screws me over and I lose points because of the goals and whatnot that drives me nuts. Um, Whereas this one, all four players can have their routes on the same tile, which is Is for the most part. Is that really
0: kind of the game-breaking or game-making change, I guess, then? I mean, is that really the only thing that makes this better than ticket to ride I mean do you no like- no
1: no that's not the only thing um it's just a different type of game like this is an engine builder
0: yes and it does reaffirm to me once again how much I love but suck at engine builders <laughs> i j- I don't I don't get it I love my engine builders I just cannot play them for the life of me
1: except for space base and gizmos Are those really engine builders yes though? Yes, they are. Yes, they
0: kind of are. Yes, they
1: are, especially space base. Come on, that's almost pure engine builder. I suppose, but yeah, you do have a couple of like, couple of engine builders that you're really good at, and the rest, you know, you haven't hit your stride yet.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just the kind of engine building because when it comes to space base, for instance. I mean the kind of engine I'm building I just I'm trying to hedge my bets as to what the rolls the dice rolls are going to be. Yeah. And so I can predict that and predict where it is that I need to go. Maybe it's just that I cannot adjust my engine on the fly. I'm not very good at that. And that is a good thing about this particular game. You do have the ability to adjust your engine true once you've created it which is very cool
1: well most of it you can't move the people but you can move the robots so yes
0: but it the point is though that it gives you the ability to make adjustments in your engine as you need to
1: yep that's
0: true there were certainly some times where i needed to and i didn't because i'm dumb
1: (laughs) you're not dumb (laughs) it's just i mean i don't know i think for me because i mean you have a few different sections you can put your meeples in. You can put your meeples in areas to unlock different colored meeples. Mm-hmm. You can put your guys in to get extra um, actions. Yep. And then you can put your robots in to get, like, extra pickups and drop-offs and that sort of thing. And extra points and ex- for... Yeah, and for then the another and... side to get extra points and extra you know bonus points at the end. That kind of thing. And I, I honestly think the reason why I won, especially by such a large margin, is because... I went for the extra actions. So while you guys were each getting two actions, I was getting four. So I was able to do twice as much in my turn as you guys were. Mm. So, and for me, once I had gotten two... Like, once I was able to pick up, pick up, drop off, and had capacity for two meeples at a time, that's when it picked up for me. And then I was able to go from there to get the extra... Me extra actions and whatnot.
0: I suppose that's probably true. I mean I started off I was going to go for extra actions right off the top but then I found that I wasn't going to be able to build any stations to be able to go to other locations and pick up any more of the robots mm-hmm. and so I had to adjust that and move away from trying trying for extra actions towards being able to pick up certain types of commuters which mm-hmm. I did do eventually with I couldn't I couldn't find myself being able to get the extra uh, actions even though I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I think as far as strategy is concerned with this particular game, the first thing I would say off the top of my head is don't try to unlock all four types of commuters. No. You're never going to do it, or at least if you do do it, it's very difficult, and you're going to be stretched thin across the yeah. board. Now you're going to want to do that if you want to try to unlock extra points for the number yeah. of links between between stations. So you yeah. need to have one of each type of commuter and I think in order that to do was that.
1: The other thing for me too, because one of my cards that gave me points in the game was I couldn't have any pink or coral commuters, mm-hmm. so I only had to focus on two of them out of the four. Yeah. So because I could shoved the pink and coral ones out of the way, I only had to focus on the lilac and purple, which made it a lot easier for me because my game was more focused.
0: Yeah, I mean, I only ended up focusing on the, what was it, the pink and the coral. Yeah. And that was more just because that's how I ended up. Mm-hmm. I, if I had, uh, you know, focused on that right from the beginning, maybe it would have made a difference into how I was going to yeah. play. But
1: Yeah, because like, the very first thing I did was unlock the lilac and i didn't do anything with it for a few more turns and then i the next thing I did was I connected the factory to the store the the pink one the light pink one
0: the light pink light pink one with yeah. pink one that's an office whatever
1: okay so i yeah. I connected the office to the factory because that was another one of my cards so Back two of my cards basically right there that I could do. Even I can, though you can
0: only score one at first. Yes.
1: So I immediately connected those two stations to get me, I think it was four points. So then that was out of the way. And then I was able to get, like I said, two meeples. So I was able to pick up, drop off, and have capacity for two meeples at a time. And that picked it up. So then I was able to do a lot more stuff than you guys. And then I started getting more more actions.
0: I, I think I didn't build the engine properly to begin with. I mean, we have three robots that you can start with before the game even begins. I put one down in the track action, of course, mm-hmm. and one in the build station, which we need. But the third one I put down in refill station. That was probably stupid.
1: Yeah, and I put mine in the turnaround one.
0: Reverse train. The reverse train one. Yeah. From the get-go. I should have probably put it into capacity or something like that so mm-hmm. I could have more uh, more commuters in the train at any one time. Start building that up. Because really my game didn't pick up until I was able to pick up and drop off yeah. more than one commuter at a time. Yeah, And, of course, given the fact that I had the card that scored me points for having full sets of robots...
1: And you I know, had all the robots. And you
0: had all the robots. <laughs> because I couldn't get all the robots. Because I was too busy picking them up and dropping them off one at a time.
1: Mm-hmm. Which
0: took forever. Yep. So maybe that is just something to do with the the strategy. As I say, I mean, I, I can build an engine okay. It just takes me so long to
1: do it. And by the time I get it done, the game's almost over. And I kept it going for a good two or three more rounds. Mm. Like, I could have ended it earlier. You saw I me. Mean, I, there were a couple times when I just didn't take a turn. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, because by the time I finished with all the purples, I put all my purples and the lilacs out everywhere I could. There was nothing else I could do because I couldn't use the pinks and the corals. I had already pretty much put all of my track out, so that was done. Yeah. So there was literally nothing else I could do besides take an action or two to pull out more meeples, which ended the game faster. So I did it over a few turns just to, because I felt bad that I was doing so much better than you do.
0: <laughs> well, as I say, I love my engine builders. I just really suck at them. So, uh, I don't know. Um, there's There's got to be some other strategy points to this game as things that you can do to kind of help get better scoring. I mean, I think one thing that was a good scoring for me was the fact that I had such a huge loop going yes. on uh, between my tracks. So it's like my tracks went... They joined up about six different stations mm-hmm. back to the hub in the middle. And uh, it was just this huge loop of, uh, of track that was laid down there. Now, if you're going to do that... You need to have you, a lot of moves. You need to have a lot of moves. Yeah. And you need to have the reverse train action mm-hmm. so that you're not always committed to going all the way around the loop before you can drop stuff off at yeah. the hub.
1: But see, I wonder if maybe that hindered you a little bit too because... It took you a handful of moves just to get to the coral ones, right? Yeah. So, whereas mine, excuse me, I didn't have. I had a bunch of like branches off of the hub, so yeah. I was able to go one or two moves to get to the core, or to get to the purple, and one or two moves to get to the lilac, and that was all I really needed. Those two branches, and then I could just move back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So. I was able to, I mean, I had to reverse train a couple times, but not really because I finished, I would finish my run at, you know, the purple uh, station, for instance, so then I wouldn't have to reverse train. I could just automatically go. Mm-hmm. So I think that helped me out too. I didn't have to spend actions on reverse train in order to get around, except for maybe a couple times.
0: Well, maybe that's a little bit more of a strategy then. I mean, having a big loop not necessarily a good strategy at least mis- not yeah. for acquiring commuters anyway yeah. you need to acquire them quickly and drop them off quickly which means shorter areas of track yeah. shorter runs yeah. back and forth
1: so yeah now i mean like i was just reading about <clears throat> the upcoming expansion the monorail's one mm-hmm. it mentioned right, in, right on BGG that one of the aspects is having like a, a big loop around the park or whatever so that would work there but on the map you we were on this time.
0: Well, I certainly had a big loop around the park.
1: <laughs> yes, you definitely did. If there is, that's why I asked if there is uh, like a, an award for the longest loop. Longest loop, yeah. Because you would have won that for sure. <laughs>
0: oh, no, for sure. I mean, Derek, when he was playing, of course, well, didn't really build that many connections. I mean, he kind of kept to the smaller track as well, yeah,
1: and that hindered him too because, like. I think, like, I used all but one of my track pieces and you used most of yours too, I think, right? Well, then
0: which is it? I mean, do we build small tracks and just keep making small runs like that? Or well, do we build big ones? Because Derek did, I mean, I did one and he did the other strategy and both of us
1: lost. Uh, well, I did the small one first and then in the last couple of rounds I used the rest of my turns to build more track and just build it around. Because I knew that one of the point, one of the, you got points for it the number of connections. So I kept mine relatively small until the last couple of turns, and then I put those out just for the extra two or three points.
0: Hmm. Uh, I don't know. It just All I know is I'm trying to spitball some strategies here as to how you can actually play the game, uh, whether or not people who haven't even played the game yet or have seen it, uh, whether or not they'd enjoy it. Uh, basically, this is one of those games that you like Ticket to Ride, you are probably like Maglev Metro.
1: Yeah, but I don't like Ticket to Ride, but I really like this game.
0: No, I, <laughs> I, I just mean that if you do like Ticket to Ride, you'll probably like Maglev that's Metro. That's true, probably. But then again... Unless you
1: like Ticket to Ride because of the thro- cutthroat part of stealing someone else's route. That's
0: probably true. But,
1: you know, if you're into Ticket to Ride and Catan because of, you know, taking other people's roads and tracks and stuff like that... This might not be quite so much because you can't steal someone else's road or track.
0: It's true. I mean, it is a fairly independent, basic pick-up-and-deliver, engine-building kind of game. So there, there is that aspect to it where you're really not interacting with the other players all that much.
1: No, the only thing that I could say could be somewhat take that is the fact that um, the meeples and the robots are for everyone. So, if I took the one gold robot you needed in order to finish something, Mm -hmm. that's the only thing I could think of that would be...
0: But that's what makes it good that you're able to adjust your engine as you go. Because if I'm building towards something with with the robots, and I now all of a sudden find myself unable to complete that because there aren't enough robots, I can move all those somewhere else.
1: Yeah, you could sacrifice something else in order to get whatever it is you're looking for. Yeah,
0: which I think is a, a great ability oh, yeah. to be able to do that in this game.
1: Yeah, I really, really like that. I like that it's flexible like that, so you're not, you know, stuck in in one route for the entire game, because that could really screw you over if you're stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like that you can switch it up.
0: I noticed we didn't really do a lot of removing track. I mean, maybe that might have been a, a thing that would have helped out a little bit more. Uh if we were removing track and rebuilding it somewhere else. Maybe. I mean, that would take some extra actions of course, but it may cut down on the instances of having really long tracks. Yeah. Um, and therefore long distances to have to travel to drop off commuters.
1: I just forgot that you could take the track out, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is another upside. If you remember to do it, um, if you build a track between, because the the thing is, is except for the hub, you can only have one way in and one way out for any station. So if you but there's like you know, in some cases have like a whole bunch of different options for mm-hmm. you know, for for connecting and stuff. So I connected a couple one couple of stations that I probably shouldn't have connected because then I couldn't connect that second one to a third one because I already had an in and out.
0: Yeah. Because so, that's one of the rules of the game is you're only allowed to, to have two connections to any one station, you know, basically one in and one out. You yep. can't have your track branching off at different uh, at different stations. So. Except
1: for the hub. So yeah. I like that that is flexible too when you remember to do it. Mm-hmm. So if you build a, um, a track and it turns out that oh, I made a mistake, I shouldn't have done that, now I can't do this, you still can pick it up and put it somewhere else mm-hmm. in the next turn or whatever.
0: Well, maybe it'll make a different experience when we play the other side of the board then, play the the Berlin board instead of the Manhattan. Because the Manhattan side is designed to be more newbie friendly Yeah, I guess you could say. so.
1: Yeah, because you have the hub, and yeah. then you have Central Park, which you can't build in. So there's fewer places to build in, whereas mm-hmm. Berlin may be a little more free
0: well uh, with berlin you end up uh having two factories and two labs and two warehouses oh. you know two places where each of the robots can be dropped off mm-hmm. uh you you do also with the manhattan side it's just that the second set is, is, the, is hub. the hub yeah so you got to remember you can drop stuff off there whereas yeah. with uh, the berlin side it's more Station specific. So yeah. you can't just go to one place and drop off any one of those three types That's of robots. That's
1: true. Like, that definitely helps you. So that, it, that would make it a little more difficult, which would make it a little more interesting.
0: And it would make scoring certain cards, like when you have to have a connection between factories and offices, for instance. Yeah. Uh, it would make that scoring a little higher at that point. Because now you've got two factories and yeah. two offices yeah. that you can join up in different combinations and therefore get more points for it. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of what they were going for. I'm not sure. But we'll have to try the Berlin side, I think, next time and see what we think of that. This one certainly, it, it got very crowded very quickly. It did. I think. Yeah. And we really ran out of robots. And that was... Yeah, That's oh.
1: that surprised me because I didn't realize that once all the... Because when you start the game, you have a certain number of robots in every space that will become a station. Yeah. Um. But then for a three-player game, there's only three... There's only one of each robot left in the bag. Yeah. So basically, for the most part, once the robots on the board are gone, that's it.
0: Yeah, so you have to be very choosy with where you yeah. put your robots in that engine because they're so limited. There aren't that many of them.
1: Which is another reason why it's good that you can switch it up. Mm-hmm. So...
0: So, well, that, that makes it uh, an interesting strategy to try to figure out how to play, so... That I guess is kind of an overview of our experience with yeah. Maglev Metro. So, for anybody looking to pick it up, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's a good game. I suck at it, but it's a good game.
1: <laughs> so, we played one game, so I mean you can't really <laughs> say that you suck at it based on one game.
0: Well, I didn't get a last place. So I'll put it that way. We need so. to
1: like we need to play a couple more times so you can. Because, I mean, it's just our first time playing. Maybe I just got lucky this time. I don't know. You know? So, maybe next time you'll be the one to score a big and I'll be the one left in the dust. Given,
0: given how I play Engine Builders, highly doubtful. But, hey, you never know. You know, miracles do happen. Oh, whatever. Yeah. So, anyway, I guess we'll uh, close this off then. I definitely recommend it. Um with that then, I am Ian and I am the fat guy behind the box. And I'm Becky. And we are White Griffin Gaming, so be sure to contact us and let your friends know about the podcast, email us, do whatever, give us some suggestions. We'd like to try to get things going here and get uh, get some kind of community built. Maybe we can eventually have a Discord server or something like that, I don't know. But we'd like to get things certainly uh, more moving than they happen to be at the moment. So, with that, we will leave you guys all until next session, which hopefully will not be too long between. And we'll see you
1: later. See you later.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of Are You Bored? We're glad you chose to spend some time with us going over our board game musings. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if so, please pass this on to your friends and family. Leave a review, a comment, a subscription, a like, whatever the platform you're listening on will allow. You can also email us at whitegriffingaming at gmail.com. That's W-H-I-T-E-G-R-I-F-F-I-N gaming at gmail.com. You can typically find us on the major podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You can even find us on YouTube under the White Griffin Gaming channel. We look forward to being with you again, so stay tuned for the next exciting episode of Are You Bored? And have a great day.